Hello and welcome to Best Car Boys, Austin's premier Mandalorian podcast. I'm Bob. And I'm Jarrett. Episode one is here and we're going to discuss chapter nine, The Marshal. Please note, there will be spoilers for the entire first episode. We may speculate on our own, but we will not be spoiling future episodes. If we do so, it's purely by mistake. All right, Jarrett, here's the big question. What time did you watch The Mandalorian on Friday morning? Uh, pretty much as soon as I got up and around, I had to take care of some stuff because I had to go out for a shoot that morning or later that day. So I had to like make sure all my gear was in order first. <laughs> I wanted to be responsible. Uh, but I think I, I watched it. I think I started like 8.15, something like that in the morning. I got, I got like as soon as I could, I was starting it. Really? <laughs> I was too excited. Uh, well, maybe luckily for me, my, my kids get up at around 6 a.m. And so they woke me up and then I just sort of let them put on what they were going to watch. And then I got to be able to get right into the main. Mandalorian. Nice. Before we get into the episode itself, I thought it is it's a good thing to start off by going over the cameos and guest stars from this episode because it seems like the Mandalorian is definitely getting some a bunch of really cool people to come in in each episode. Some people you don't necessarily know until afterwards, so like Jason Sudeikis. Well, you could recognize his voice, but right. It seems Still, like that could, took me a couple listens yeah. before I was like, oh, okay, I hear it now. I see it's him. <laughs> that, and there's other people that just want to be made up. And I'm sure if I was like a uh, an actor and the Mandalorian called up and said, like, hey, do you want to do an episode? I would just say, oh, yes, especially right now. Like, right. You say yes. Yeah. Put All me right. anywhere. All right. So the people that I saw in there started off by um, John Leguizamo was Gore Koresh. He was the voice. I don't know if he was the, actually in the suit itself. I looked on IMDb and he wasn't. He wasn't the performer of in the suit, but he was the voice, which yeah. I didn't catch until until after. So a, a buddy of mine texted me and was like, hey, did you, did you catch John Leguizamo? I was like, yeah. nope, missed that one. <laughs> Amy Sedaris is back as our favorite space mechanic, Peli Mato. And uh, a big update, the man, Mando trusts droids now. Yes. At least, and maybe he shouldn't because they started just ripping that stuff apart. So, uh, who else was on there? Timothy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth, yeah. as part of like yeah, Deadwood and Star Wars, as well as W. Earl Brown, mm-hmm. um, Dan Dotry, the uh, Swearingen's assassin. He was in there as Weequay. He was the bartender again. And then, and you you kind of spoiled it last time. Actually, a friend of mine told me he's like Bob, Jared, did you dirty with that with the uh, with a spoiler with oh no. Boba. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> and so who came in at the at the very end, Jarrett? It was Boba Fett. And I was I lost my damn mind. I'm like <laughs> it it happened because you know well we can go into it a little bit later, but like I was kind of of the impression throughout the whole episode. I was just like, oh, okay. It was a tease. They they just kind of like set us up to get us excited, but then it was a misdirection and we're going another way with this. But then at, when that final scene happened, I I couldn't believe it. I was still because a part of me didn't want to believe that it was going to be true because I was <laughs> like, I'm going to be heartbroken. So when it was proven true, I I freaked out. I freaked out. But I <laughs> but I am sorry though that that did that the the rumor that I said in the opening did turn out to be true, and I did spoil that little bit of joy for you. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, that's okay. But, <laughs> but what happened was when it, when he first came on, I was like, "Is that?" He's like, "That looks. That guy really looks skinny." Um, but it was not. Uh, Tamura Morrison, it was Timothy Oliphant. And I was right. like, oh, well, then that must be all wrong. So then it 
Yeah, so it, I was totally misdirected. So I was not spoiled at all until the end. I was like, oh, well, there he is. There, there he is. is. Yeah. And I even had to like pause it, rewind it, and freeze frame on his face just to be like absolutely <laughs> sure. I'm like, yeah. yes, that is Tamara Morrison. Here we go. We're, yeah. It's going to be a good time. But I loved the misdirection though, because, yeah. and I love that like they set it up so, so well where they even, you know, he shows up and you're like, that's a looks too tall and too skinny to be, to be, um, boba then he takes the helmet off and it was you know it was Cobb vanth and timothy oliphant as as him and which i was very much on board with and i was like awesome love telling timothy oliphant i'm all about this and then when he said i got it off some jaws i was like oh yeah so they totally scavenged his armor from the sarlacc and he's dead Mm -hmm. okay all right i i can i can accept this especially if because in my head too i was also like I'll take Timothy Oliphant, especially by the end of the episode. I was yeah. like, I'll take Timothy Oliphant in a suit. He's awesome. So, <laughs> you know, I was I was okay with it either way, I think. But then just to still get the justification or the vindication of seeing Boba Fett alive again. I was just, uh, it was it was too much. I was so excited. So on a scale of one to ten Banthas wrapped in explosives, <laughs> what's your rating for the episode? Oh, man. I always feel like I, I like my emotion takes over with it, and I'm just like, this is incredible and the best thing I've ever seen every single time. That's something so everyone's like eleven, every, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But honestly, though, this one though does rank like it might be like a nine ten. It was yeah. pretty good, just in the terms of again, kind of like what I said with a favorite thing. My favorite thing with the first season was in episode three, where you got so much of the Mandalorian lore. This episode, you just got so many great like crate dragons finally getting their due time on, on screen and even delving more into Tusken Raiders and their lifestyle and everything like that. Like it just had so much more star Wars background. That's always been talked about so much to finally see it forefront on the screen was so cool. And then plus just the, that whole scene with fighting the crate dragon at the end, Cobb and Mando flying around with their jetpacks to different places. Just, it was so cool in every mm-hmm. sense i felt like yeah you know i was definitely thinking about that when when i was watching it because i thought it was interesting and i was thinking about what you're saying about in the first episode it was interesting uh, as cobb vanth was talking about his experiences of everything that we've gone through in the movies like the death star and he's like oh it's a second death star that blew up but just from different points of view and i thought mm-hmm. that was really that that's what i really liked as well right you've we've seen all this stuff and now we're just kind of in kind of the same timeline, but we're seeing it from people's different perspectives. And that's pretty neat because we know all the, like we know all the background in terms mm-hmm. of the, yeah, there's a small little hole in this big battle star that's going to get blown up by one, you know, brave person. And like we know all those stories, but it's really, I think it's nice. It's really neat to see the, like the whole world, like living around those big things. Right. You know? So, I was um, really, yeah, I really like those parts too. And then, so I have a question, mm-hmm. Jared, as our resident uh, Star Wars expert, Boba, is he even Mandalorian? So this is one thing that I was, I will admit, I was confused on for a very long time and thought yeah. that, yes, he and Jango were Mandalorians, but they're not actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm not totally clear on all of the background as to, as to like what their origins are originally, like who Jango Fett is was and where he's from but no they're they're actually not so when even when Cobb took off the helmet and set it down i was kind of like okay this doesn't this tracks for for boba still like he would be okay doing this even mm-hmm. though still i think it was their like mark as bounty hunters that they were kind of 
we're pseudo mandos in the sense that we wear the armor and we kind of, like you're still not going to see boba's face and all that stuff but at that point i was kind of like this could still track because maybe at this point he's like i lived through being eaten and i saw like i really don't care anymore right <laughs> you know kind of thing and then obviously he doesn't care because now he's walking around with his face exposed all the time so it um so no they're not they're not mandalorians at it as i originally thought they were so that's going to be interesting. Do you think he's going to even know where other Mandalorians are? Because right, and and I'm kind of wondering too. That's kind of like my big question going into these next ones. While I'm stoked to see him in this again, mm-hmm. and you know, and now people are saying that maybe that it was him who walked up to the the mercenary that I'm blanking on the character's name that the that Gord Mando, Koresh? No, no, Mando. Uh, back in season one, Man, when they were on Tatooine the first time, in that one, uh, that when. Mando teamed up with the bounty hunter to go chase down that mercenary Fen- Fennec or something, I believe is her mm-hmm. name. And then they went and then that after the other bounty hunter shoots her, that person, you only see their boots walks up to her body near the end of the episode. And people were thinking that's Boba. Like that was the first tease to Boba. being oh, in the show. No, I thought that, I thought that was the moth, right? I thought that was Giancarlo. Esposito. Oh, see, right? I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it from being there, but so the, my big question is what's his role going to be in this? Because yeah. yeah, if he's not, he's going to have a ton of underworld connections yeah. and maybe that's where it comes into play. But also like, how are he and Mando going to get along? Cause I definitely see him wanting to be like, Hey, I'd love to have my armor back. Like this would be great. Also though, I feel like if Boba Fett really wanted his armor back, he could have gotten it back at this point. So I feel like that's not necessarily going to be yeah. his drive. I'm not really sure. Like, is it redemption in some way from being like, he's like, hey, I lived my whole life on the outskirts, you know, hunting down people and being not really the best person myself. And now like, I want to change that. But again, I don't know. I don't see the angle. So I'm very curious to see how this gets worked in. Yeah, is Boba Fett is he on the Mandalorian phone tree or something? Who knows? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think he is. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. What else did you notice from this episode, Jared? Did you catch the uh, Easter egg about Pelimato's R five unit that she calls over? Oh yeah. yeah, from from the original Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I saw was... the like the scoring on the top of it, and I was like, oh my god, that is so random, like a, a totally random pull. But I love it. I loved it so much. That was just really fun to see. Um, I loved Cobb's speeder, the pod mm-hmm. racer engine outfitted, which looks just like Anakin's too. Which oh wow, yeah. Which or it had the same kind of coolers thing. I saw a whole like Reddit thread that I was discussing. It was like, is this actually Anakin's engine? Because they're kind of like. That seems like a weird tie-in and like a kind of a weird stretch to pull in. You know, people are like, well, Anakin says he sold it right before they left. So potentially it could be down the pike, gotten down, you know, to to Cobb and where he could use the engine. A lot of people were also like, well, but also it was the speeder model that then won the the race, this huge event. So I'm sure there were like copycat racers that came after it. But still, I didn't care because again, I was just like, this is so cool just to see not that standard typical speeder bike that we always see this like totally outrigged, customized pod racer engine made to be a, a, a speeder bike. That was really cool too. Um, just lots of little nods like that too on top of the awesome action that we got. What were what were some of your favorite things that you saw in this? Well, I think uh, Mando uh, Din uh, Jaren has learned not to let baby yoda go wandering off before he's just like hey do you want to watch this kid and yeah. now he's like oh i gotta keep him with me the whole time so that was yeah. definitely pretty interesting 
there's a bunch of like cute baby Yoda stuff of him just going fast. He really like he he really, he really likes uh, speeder bikes. Oh yeah, and his and little ears like stuff. flapping around in the wind. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. He's just got that smile on his face. He loves it. He has a right. great time. And I was wondering, like, what do banthas eat? Do you know? Like, that's one of the things because they're they're very oh, yeah. big. There's nothing very around big. there. Yeah, there's no there's no vegetation on Tatooine anywhere. Are they, that's a are good they, question. Yeah, I don't know if. If you know this answer, please email us at agenthipsternetwork at gmail.com or I am us, DM us, something, whatever. Um, call us, text us, whatever. What do banthas eat? What does, yeah, because they get pretty big. Mm-hmm. I don't see any baby banthas, but that's besides the point. Um, a bunch of banthas did die in this episode. A lot. And yeah, a lot yeah. of Tuscan Raiders did too. <laughs> like I didn't, exactly. single, I didn't see a single citizen of the town. Uh, what was it, Mo- Mos Pelgo? I didn't mm-hmm. see a single Mos Pelgo citizen get killed. But man, oh, really? Not so, even with the the spit. I didn't notice it in the spit. I just kept noticing Tuscan Raiders, and I was like, man, they get the short end of the stick every time they're shown in this in the mm-hmm. show or in the series. But right. Do you I kind of like that they're slowly being redeemed. Yes, I do like before that. they they were just they were pretty standard villains. Yeah, that were. You know, kidnapping you or killing you or whatever, but now there's there's definitely a little bit more depth. They're being and, shown in a much better light. That yeah. like, hey, we're just trying to live here too, and you guys are stepping on us, and you know yeah. we're stepping on you. But like, let's come to an agreement about this, and not just constantly just be on the hunt for each other. Do we know what's behind their mask? Do you know? Are they human? Are they not? Human? I believe they're humanoid. Uh, humanoid. I mean, I mean, like they they do look human. I know one. Tuscanator actually in the expanded universe does become a, a Jedi master at one point. Um, and I, cause I actually, I had a car, I used to play the star Wars trading card game and I had his mm-hmm. card and his name was Asherod Het and stuff like that. And so like, I know, and then he shows Blader in a comic and he doesn't have the wrappings on and he just looks like a uh, kind of, well, now I'm kind of blanking on what it looks like. Cause no, not totally human. But they, you know, just because they have tentacles or for, for kind of more like I would say like weak way, like more well, like the facial features of like a weak way, I would say mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong because now I feel like I'm blanking on what it looks like. But that in my head is what I kind of remember that him looking like in the comics when he shows back up later. Hmm. Maybe that's why the Mandalorian, that's why uh, Dan likes them so much. They don't take that's off true. their masks. He doesn't take off his helmet. And so it's all good. I also really loved uh, the little flashback scene of when, of Cobb, like getting the armor and then going back and freeing the town and everything. Mm-hmm. Cause that's again, it's like, because in the cartoon, like in episode, the original trilogy, we see Boba Fett for those few moments when we actually get to see him in action and stuff before he tumbles into the Sarlacc pit. And then in the expanded stuff or like rebels and clone war, he's a kid. Same in episode two. So this is what I was telling my wife after after I watched it because I then went back and like sped through to show her all the cool parts that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I um I was just like, this is so cool. Even though it's not Boba Fett, like the person Boba Fett, we're still seeing his armor in action for like the most we've ever seen it in a live action Star Wars production, where he's actually doing something other than just immediately falling into a Sarlacc pit. So that to me was like super awesome. Getting to see him like use his the rocket on the jetpack to blow up the the speeder when all the mining guys were, oh, yeah. were running yeah. away, using it again on the on the crate dragon and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. But then also, how funny was it when Mando straight up smacks the jetpack just like Han did to Boba? Just yeah. this time, it saved him and not sent him to his own doom. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> it just it just it, like this is what I mean. I think this one like it's definitely one of the strongest episodes to to come out of the show so far. Like I want to get I want to get away from it again and rewatch it once I've had time to like calm down from how amazing it was and to you know look at it objectively. But still, it just all these little nods and hints. They kind of what I guess we were talking about in the intro. They're fan servicey, but not ridiculous over the top things that you're like how does that make sense like it absolutely makes sense that that amy sedaris's character could have got the r5 unit and is using the r5 unit on on tatooine that Mm -hmm. makes total sense it does while a bit more of a stretch it does make total sense that yeah uh cob fitted out an engine from anakin's pod racer because it's still on the planet he could have got his hands on it in some way he says he was born and raised on tatooine in the Mm -hmm. in the episodes it's like yeah if anybody was going to have probably some weird way to have a connection to get that it's probably him and so it's just like all these little things that like give the nods and then on, on top of that all the action we saw in terms of the crate battle the crate dragon battle and different stuff like that it just oh, it was so good I, so it's like this this uh, episode is also like it was star wars deadwood and star wars tremors together mm-hmm. because <laughs> with the oh big, yeah with for sure big worm <laughs> and i loved to, this one too like seriously embraced again like it felt like so much like a western like when mando's mm-hmm. rolling into town on the speeder and going by slowly and all the townspeople are just like looking at him like even had what one woman she like walked out of the shadows into the daylight so you could see her like hey i'm watching you just like it would always be whenever the new uh you know outlaw or somebody would or right. bandit would ride into these old western towns and everybody was like kind of wary of him like who's who's this guy what's up with him i just love that whole feel and then Cobb had the he was a sheriff still. I mean, it was perfect again that Timothy Oliphant was him because, you know, from justified and Deadwood of him playing sheriffs, like he just fit so well into it. And he, they're even like standoff in the saloon felt like it was about to be a, you know, a duel, a draw and all that, a quick draw oh, yeah. thing and all this. It was until the crate dragon came by, but it was just, they've really felt embraced that Western feel. And I think it paid off again, super well. Yeah, all he had to do was had to have Timothy Oliphant just start talking, and mm-hmm. automatically uh, it kind of sounds like a a western. Oh yeah, yeah. So a bunch of great stuff. So uh, we got through uh, Pelimato. She's she's kind of back. She's probably gonna, you're probably going to see her in episode two. Right? Yeah, because he has to leave. He's I'm not assuming done with Tatooine. How many more episodes do you think we'll get on Tatooine? I think like before the they... next one's the last one. Yeah, right. That's kind of, that's kind of how I would think too. And again, that's makes me again wonder, like, what's going to be Boba's storyline? Where does he fit in in all this? Because right. is he going to like come with Mando? Is he going mm-hmm. to like be what conflict are they going to face on Tatooine? I don't know. It's it, like I, I honestly don't have a, a solid direction where this is going to go at this point. Yeah, because even if Mando interacts with Boba Fett, then Jaren seems like a very he is definitely on the more fanatical side of the Mandalorian creed, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Even if even if Boba's like, "Hey, I'm Boba Fett," like then is still going to be like, "Oh, I still hate you." Yeah, I You're don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something like that. And so it's going to be interesting about how that really kind of comes together, and how are they going to work together? How are they going? Who are they going to fight against? Are they going to fight against each other? How is that going to work out? So that is going to be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else on this episode? Oh, it was funny to see. Uh, Gamorrean guards that could actually move. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, oh, oh, so here's a question that, yes, uh, so they had that. Could they actually 
slice each other with those axes, or was there like a shield? Right, the shield was just sort of right. Yeah, because it, 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 it was like hitting. Because I know they were those like, uh, it, and they were like bouncing off each other. But then the uh, Gore Koresh just straight up shoots one. Right. So like, I guess it sh- it probably was a to to the death fight in some way. They just kept like hitting the like ref- reflecting off each other's axes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And how could you really even tell which one's which? Yeah, like when I, like, I got you know, like who's <laughs> if your one wins, like it's like they they actually look exactly the same. I you know, so I don't know which ones which one's going to win. Right. I also kind of the one thing I I kind of was like, okay, this they I think I understand they're really cool, but maybe let's tone it down a little. Is how he's already used his whistling birds three times. Oh yeah, and the armorer was like, these are very rare. Use them only when necessary, and he's yeah. used them three times already during the show. So I'm kind of like, how many more times do we get to use the whistling bird before we're like, all right, you, you ran out. You've reached your allotment of whistling bird. Oh, Jared, Jared, you're like I'm sure you and about seventy five percent of the Star Wars fans wants to have like a a running inventory thing on the side of the. I just need to know screen, its stats right? constantly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I just need to know its stats. Like, What's your loadout working with right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I I think it's so overall. You know, it, I think premieres are just such a hard thing to pull off, mm-hmm. especially this year. Right, twenty twenty has been a shitty year all around, yeah. and so the prospect of trying to get into uh, the first episode of this and not have it totally be you know disappointing i think it's it's hard to almost expect too much out of this it's just it's just a couple guys you know you know a bunch of people that are just making up these stories as they go along right Mm -hmm. and so many people are looking forward to it and for maybe what 48 minutes where they get to pretend yeah go into you know star wars the western and not have to worry about all the you know all the stuff that's going on these days Mm-hmm. But I think they really pulled it off, you know, and and they're doing it in a way. I think you said it's not too. It's it, it, they're it, they're really on a really fine line, right? Yeah, you you have to give you. They're giving a lot of stuff for long term fans. You got R five. You got all these kind of callbacks, but you're not. It, but you're still not going all the way fan servicey. Where in the beginning, I thought it was almost like the Skywalker Ranch he was pulling up to for a mm-hmm. second, just with with the same architecture. But it wasn't, you know. But I thought it was still cool how they still had it going in. But that would be one of those things where it's like, of course, it got burnt down. I know that. I know that. Don't right. don't email me about that. But I'm just saying, like that. It's 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 a really fine line of of having those callbacks, but not going all the way back to that story too mm-hmm. much. Right. So I think they're still doing a a, a great job of doing that. So. What do you think? Oh, same. I th- I think again. I think it was the perfect way to kind of set up the action of and set up the story for this one. Because, like I said, I have more questions than I. Ha- I mean, I also got a lot of things answered, and I got a lot of benefit out of this episode. But I still, I'm like, okay, I know that he still has to get the child back to his people, and to do that, he thinks he has to find more Mandalorians. But like I was saying, how does Boba fit into this equation? You know, where does he go from here? He helped this. He helped this village and just collected Boba's armor. That's really the end result of what he got from this, you know? So it's like, what's, what's going to be the catalyst that really like kicks this up? Cause we still know the ultimate confrontation is going to be with Moth Gideon. 
So mm-hmm. like, when does he work his way back in? So I think it is great as a premiere episode because it does leave me with so many like, oh man, I don't know where this is going to go. And I am going to become, obviously it was going to be coming back every week anyway, but now I'm like going to be really coming back, trying to be like, okay, where does this fit in? Where is this going to lead to? And that just has me all kinds of excited. Do you think, um, so back to his people, like back to the baby Yoda people, like mm-hmm. the Yoda people or to the Jedi order? Or oh, uh, back to, I, I believe, well, how it's now is I believe it's, yeah, either way yeah. it's going to go. I think the armor's mission was to, to take him back to his people, his, his, his species. But also, yeah, we all assumed Yoda was the last of his species. So is there a, a people to take him back to? Right. You know, or is, is it kind of like, do you remember the movie Willow? I actually haven't seen that. What? Get I out know. Of here. I know. Well, I'm sorry, but I need to see it because I know they just announced that there's going to be a show on Disney plus. On yes. It. It's so on was, Disney plus right now. Okay. It, I need to watch that. That yeah. needs to be like my top priority to watch yeah. it. Cause it's been one that it has been on my list for a very long time. I just haven't got around to it for whatever reason. Oh, it's great. It's another George Lucas movie, but in there it is, um, a couple of people trying to, t- trying to bring a baby back to their people. Mm. And now I guess we're doing it again. Well, anyways, uh, so it's it's kind of they, it, but it was kind of funny at in, at a part of Willow, they were really debating about what that meant because they were just like, oh, here's all these big people, like mm-hmm. we're just going to give you the baby, but it's, you have to find the right person. So it's going to be interesting who Din Jaren actually interprets as the right person to right right because yeah, word. he's not going to just give give the child up to the first person that comes around. No, you know, no. Because, yeah, he's tried that. I guess he tried that or thought about it a couple times, like potentially like in episode four in the first season, mm-hmm. leaving him with that village and stuff like that. But then he ultimately realizes he has to be the protector. So, yeah, he's definitely not going to give him up for just anybody. Right. All right. So as we get into the end of this episode, Jared, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. I'm going to ask you to make some predictions. These are non-spoilery Ooh. predictions. Okay. At all. All right. So... We've already kind of th- think they're going to stay on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be any more cameos other than Boba Fett? Anybody coming back? Kara, grief. Mm. In episode two, or yes. just yes, episode um, two particularly. I don't think they'll bring them back in quite yet. I think because they both stayed on Navarro. I think. At the yes. end of last season, the rebuild, so the hunter killed or whatever. Yeah, so I think they're gonna. I bet they'll come back. Maybe like episode four. I would think. I think for right now, I think they're gonna let this Tatooine adventure kind of build out and see where that goes. So I don't. I don't think we'll see. We'll see Cara Dune and grief back until maybe episode three. I would okay. Think. All right, and then any other bold predictions? Will oh will baby Yoda eat something next episode? <laughs> I, I would say yes. They're on Tatooine. Tatooine's got lots of little tiny creatures. It, uh, were those actually womp rats? Else. I you, you know I think they might have been. Uh, like what else would they be? Like yeah. they, they, to show them so often in on Tatooine and to show them so often in this episode, like and to even reference them because in this episode, like yeah, I feel like they'd have to be womp rats. <laughs> yeah, so like, let's give them their due. Let's get yeah. them on the screen. Okay, so the bold prediction is baby, baby Yoda is going to at least eat one womp rat, and it'll be cute. And everyone will be like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, I, I guess wonder. I guess the what other is cr- prediction is if 
that we're going to see that the, and the big question, I guess, is my head is in this next season, especially if we kind of expect this Tatooine arc to only last one more episode. Will Boba put his armor on? I think that's the question. Ooh, okay. I, I think he doesn't. I kind of think, think I like, I feel like we kind of, I kind of feel like he might not too. I think like it's, it's like a sign of his past for some reason. And, mm-hmm. I, and that's why I think like if, cause this is five years past return of the Jedi. Granted, we don't know, or maybe almost six by this point, we don't know how long he was in the Sarlacc for, but also he looked pretty recovered and like, back to his old self so it's kind of so i'm kind of like if he wanted his armor back he would have it back so i kind of feel like no i don't know if if he'll necessarily come up to mando be like i need that back because i want to wear it i'm wondering if some event might cause him to need to put it back on but like almost as a i don't know like i don't want to get back into that part of who i was or something like that again i don't know what that would be but that's just kind of like the question will he put it back on or not or have we seen boba's armor in action for this season. Oh, or was he allowing Cobb Vanth to wear it as kind of as bait for something? Mm. I mean, he could have left it as that, as a way to lure the Mando back uh, to lure Jen Din back, you know, Hmm. but then again, that's kind of, that's kind of like a five-year plan of doing that. That's true. Because like, what, what is it about this one Mandalorian that he wants so bad? Unless he saw him, unless he, he, that was him in that season uh, in se- episode five of season one, you know, coming upon the body. And so he's like, Oh, okay. This guy's got something I might need for some reason. It's, it's like, I feel like Boba's got, he's there because he has a quest for Mando for some reason. Yeah. Like how does he get out of the Sarlacc anyways? Yeah. How do you get out of it. Like, right. I guess maybe you like climb up the like little thorns or whatever. Or like, like you gotta kill against. it in some way and all this stuff too. So like, they yeah, you say it takes a long time to digest. So right. maybe if he did have a way, I did love that, that, uh, line when they were walking out to the crate dragons cavern and there was like oh it must be living in this old sarlacc sarlacc den and Cobb was like i've lived in tatooine my whole life sarlaccs don't leave and they say it's like they do if it gets eaten he's like oh what (laughs) oh man yeah like oh yeah the crate dragons are big so yeah i don't i don't know i feel that's what i mean i feel like there's while i'm super excited to see boba back i don't i'm very like I don't know where it's going to go. Well, that's so a that's, good thing. It is a good thing. I would I would be kind of like if it if I had an idea and then it lived up to that, I'd be like, okay, well, I probably saw that. That was a little surface level. Then I'm sure they've got some deep, wonderfully written arc for Boba and while he, and why he's back. I'm just excited to see it. Yep, and I am as well. And this kind of brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining us on Beskar Boys. Please, uh, you know, rate, review, subscribe, pass the word on. Uh, I have a couple things that I offered on that Instagram thing that are still totally up for grabs. So one of the one of my offers was that the first person to guess which Mandalorian in in the drawing is me, and which one is Jared, gets a free T-shirt of nice. Best Guy Boys. Yep, and. And then the first person to send in the question gets a t- free T-shirt as well. So that is still up for grabs. Please, uh, you can email me at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com with both of those things. Which person is which? Which Mandalorian in the in the drawing is Bob? Which one is Jarrett? And first question, you can get that. Um, everything can be found on the T Public shop for the Agent Hipster. 
you can get Beskar Boys tapestries and pillows and mugs and all, everything that you may want. We are fully willing to sell out. Absolutely. All right, Jared. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I guess I'll see you in a week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for, do- thanks for doing this again. 